Welcome, friends, to part two of our preaching series for Lent, Crisis Precedes Renewal. And I'm coming to you today from the Church of St. Padre Pio here in Kleinberg, Ontario. So I'm just wrapping up my week of parish mission here at St. Padre Pio Parish, which I believe is the only parish in Canada dedicated to the great saint, the great confessor. And it has been a marvelous time, praise God. People's hearts are being changed. People's lives are being opened up to the power and grace of the Holy Spirit. There's physical healings, spiritual healings, emotional healings. The Lord is at work. So thank you very much for your prayers. I'll be doing four more parish missions in this season of Lent. Next week, I'll be at Holy Family Parish in London, Ontario. If you want to follow along on my schedule, please go to my webpage, padreamac.com. And if you're in the neighborhood of any of the parishes where I will be in this season of Lent, please do come along. Please do introduce yourself to me. I would like to very much thank you for your ongoing support and encouragement of this ministry. As many of you know, I am a fan of English Premier League football. I cheer for Everton, FC, Everton Football Club. And in many of the European sports leagues, football leagues, there is what we call relegation and promotion. We don't have that in our North American uh, sports leagues. I think it would be a good thing if we did. Uh, could you imagine how well the Maple Leafs and the Senators would play if they were under the threat of relegation, which means that at the end of a particular season, the bottom three teams in a league, in terms of their points, get demoted or relegated to the league below. And at the same time, the top three teams in any particular league at the end of the season, in terms of the points that they have been awarded for their efforts, they get promoted to a higher league. So relegation and promotion. Now in some circles, those that word relegation is really a scandalous word, even a sacrilegious word. You can't believe all around you're saying relegation. <laughs> in a Catholic church, but just hear me out. It's all part of this crisis precedes renewal theme that we are working on. And relegation to many people, and by the grace of God, Everton have avoided relegation in the last two seasons. And unfortunately, we are in a situation that is rather precarious uh, as, as I speak today in terms of being in the drop zone, the bottom three teams in the Premier League. But relegation can be like death. It can be like the worst thing that happens to a particular sports team. It's a loss of status, loss of money, loss of advertising. It can be like having a big R, you know, branded on our forehead. Nobody wants to have relegation on their curriculum vitae. But again, considering our theme for this season of Lent, crisis precedes renewal, could relegation actually be a good thing? Again, 
some of you are probably just spitting out your coffee. <laughs> Those of you who are followers of uh, European football or any other sports that has relegation or a promotion. But just, just, just hear me out. Because sometimes we have to go down before we can come back up. Sometimes a football club needs a real jolt and relegation is that's like 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 full tilt super duper wattage shock a, a real jolt to wake them up to the need for reform the need for renewal not just wallpapering over the cracks that are in the organization but actual root and branch change the threat, the threat of relegation can be like a cloud that hangs over a club. And there's a psychological kind of weight that is on the team and fans like myself kind of looking where the team is in terms of the, of the standings. It can be like a heavy cloud weighing over us. But in the gospel today, it's from the cloud that the voice is heard. From the cloud came a voice, and that voice said, you are my beloved son. Applying that to ourself, you are my beloved daughter, you are my beloved son. The cloud can symbolize a crisis, but it's from there that God spoke to the disciples. They heard that voice. And just because we are experiencing a crisis does not mean that we have been abandoned or forgotten. But instead, it can be a very legitimate wake-up call that the Lord allows in our life to again wake us up, to jolt us up, to realize like, holy, I got to get my act together here. We're not just going to change, you know, the, the chairs on the Titanic here. I got to change many things in my life because I am on the verge of being relegated. Now, again, God doesn't use those terms. You know, I'm going to relegate you. You didn't earn enough points. Therefore, you're going to get bumped down to a lower, lower league. But renewal, and it's all about renewal this season of Lent. Renewal comes when we listen to the voice of God and his direction and not try to control or manage or fix or repair things ahead of him. What did Peter say in the gospel today? Let's make three tents and stay here. You know, Peter, the codependent, right? Let's just try to, everybody just kind of get along and let's just hope it all works out. Trusting totally and completely in the Lord. He is allowing this to happen for a reason, to bring about a greater good. And that's the whole theme of this preaching series that we're on together in this season of Lent, Crisis Precedes Renewal. Instead, when we are experiencing a crisis in our life, we ask, okay, where is this leading me? What is God asking me to cease withholding from him. Again, being relegated is not a sign that we have been abandoned. God is still with us. He's loving us. He is consoling us. He is strengthening us. He's with us in that circumstance in spite 
of the poor choices that I make in my life. What does the second reading say to us today? Nothing, nothing will separate us from the love of God, Paul's great encouraging words to the Romans. Both Abraham and Isaac, who we are introduced to in the first reading we have here today, experienced a crisis in their life, albeit for different reasons. Abraham is told, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and offer him as a burnt offering. Isaac experienced his own crisis, being laid upon the wood, bound by his father, and Abraham, his father, taking out a knife to kill him. I mean, you know, talk about your own particular crises in your life. They both experienced this. How could this possibly lead to any sense of renewal in their life or even in ours? But God, God relents because of the willingness of Abraham to do what he was asked to do. You did not withhold your son, your only son. And there is a foreshadowing of what the Lord, our Heavenly Father, will do for us through his son, Jesus. It foreshadows his own unwillingness to withhold Jesus for us. That's a double negative. His willingness to offer his son, Jesus, for us. He did not withhold his only son, but gave him up for all of us. Our Father, God our Heavenly Father, he experienced the crisis of offering up his only son, Jesus, knowing that it would be for the renewal of us all. And he makes a covenant with us. He says, I will indeed bless you, and I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. Sometimes relegation catches up to a football club, a football club that has been playing too close to the edge for too long, not wanting to deal with the fundamental issues that need to be addressed that need to be corrected, that need to be changed. The unwillingness to make tough calls, tough decisions that are needed for the club to thrive, not just to survive, not just to avoid relegation, not just to get points that don't put us in the drop zone, but instead to be a real vibrant cause and, and force enthusiasm and, and joy and, and the passion of, well, football fans who want to see their club and their team do well. The word withhold is mentioned twice in the first reading and once in our gospel today. And the question is posed, well, what am I withholding from the Lord? What are the Isaacs of my life that are holding me down, keeping me weighed down? Do I feel as though I am in the relegation zone? Again, God doesn't cause it. He allows it to happen, and he's there with us in that place. But it is an opportunity to bring about renewal. Crisis 
precedes renewal. What is the Lord asking of me today? What happens internally in your life and in mine when we're asked to do something that brings about a crisis in our life? Do we trust that since it is God, my Heavenly Father, asking this of me and allowing it to happen, good will come out of it? As I mentioned in my podcast of last week, life begins at 40. The season of Lent, 40 days, is meant to bring about new life, a new awareness, a new freedom, new possibilities, new hope, new newfound and more profound faith in our life. And we purposely, intentionally put ourselves into a place of crisis, the wilderness, Lent, so that we can respond to the Lord's graces that are offered to us there. That's where we encounter Jesus, in the wilderness, in the desert. Can we say, in the words of our psalm that we have at Mass here today, I have kept the faith even when I said I am sorely afflicted. Letting go of certain people, places, things, ideas, presuppositions, etc. It can be hard. It can be very hard in our life and can cause a genuine, true crisis. But for the good of the team, the good of the club, for the good of our efforts, future efforts, successes, we need to stop withholding them from the Lord. So the question for our consideration today on this second Sunday of Lent, what am I withholding from the Lord? What are the Isaacs of my life that I'm unwilling to give over to Jesus, to surrender over to Jesus? And can I see in all honesty that these things, people, places, things that are not of the Lord, behaviors, attitudes, thoughts, feelings, desires, etc., all this stuff that is not of the Lord is holding me down and maybe keeping me in the relegation zone. The Lord wants to, by this season of Lent, move in a very powerful and real way in our life and give us the grace just to unburden all that, let it all go, turn it over to him. And then we receive this newfound enthusiasm and passion and grace and fire of the Holy Spirit in this season of Lent that allows us to grow, allows us to go up the point chart, if you will, away from the relegation zone. So let us pray. So we continue to thank you, Jesus, for the gift of this season of Lent. This opportunity, Lord, to experience our own crisis, accompanied by you, Jesus, who are always with us, to bring about renewal. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would awaken in our heart an awareness of what it is that is holding us down. What are we withholding from you, Jesus? And we pray, Jesus, you give us that humility, the willingness, the honesty to surrender all of this over to you. Continue your work, Jesus, of conversion. Continue your work, Jesus, of healing us physically, spiritually, emotionally. 
continue to intercede, Lord Jesus, for those who are living under heavy burdens, that this season of Lent may be a time for them to experience your freedom. And those who have been away from you in confession, Lord, for a long time, that they would hear your gentle call calling them back to yourself, that they would have the willingness and the humility and the honesty to do what they need to do, Lord, so that they can truly encounter you and receive your forgiveness. Mother Mary, St. Joseph, and here in this church of St. Padre Pio, we ask that you would please pray for us today. Okay, there you go. God bless you, my dear friends. No coffee today because I am the church, but I will have a coffee later on. Kleinberg is a beautiful community that is predominantly Italian. So as you can imagine, there are many, many, many opportunities for wonderful caffeinated beverages in Kleinberg. In the meantime, let's remember... When we are powerless, that is when we are strong, and victory is indeed gained through surrender. And may Almighty God bless you now, Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God love you.